0: Hi, I'm Kobe Greer. Welcome to the Resilience Podcast. Is emotional intelligence more important than our IQ in the workplace and in life? To tell us more about emotional intelligence, I welcome Amy Jacobson.
1: Hello. Thank you for
0: having me. (laughs) Great to have you, Amy. Amy is an emotional intelligence and human behaviour specialist delivering emotional intelligence insights and workshops across Australia and the international markets. As the widely published author of Emotional Intelligence, a simple and actionable guide to increasing performance, engagement and ownership, and a media personality across television, radio and print, Amy's mission is to break down misconceptions about emotional intelligence, or let's say EI and help as many people as possible to increase their EI. With over 19 years experience of more than doubling engagement and market brand scores, whether the focus is on corporate workshops, keynote speaking, corporate programs and workshops, or one-on-one coaching, both her passion and her determination to help people to grow and find their why Is unparalleled. Combining her balance of tough love and infectious energy using custom developed tools and systems, Amy creates purpose-driven teams who get results. Amy will take you out of your comfort zone with her five-part methodology, challenging your mindset and help you bring ownership and purpose to every day can't wait to hear
1: more. (laughs) Sounds (laughs) exciting, doesn't it? I can't wait to hear more too. (laughs) So Amy, to start off with, what is EI? Oh, emotional intelligence. It is such a misconception out there, right? Like, I think it's probably the biggest question I get is truly understanding what is it? Mm. And what I see in the market is that if I start probably with a misconception, I think there's a misconception of emotional intelligence that it is uh, rainbows and lollipops and something that's soft often, something that, you know, everyone's a winner and we're going to cuddle people up and make sure they're feeling good. And emotional intelligence certainly has that component in it. But what EI really is, is really understanding what makes us tick, what makes us tick, what drives us to make the decisions that we actually have, our values, our beliefs, and owning and being accountable for that then we get outside of our own head and we start to understand the impact that we have on other people around us. So understanding how we make people feel, understanding how to communicate with people in a way that's actually effective for them and not, so, not keeping us as the main focus. And emotional intelligence is about getting things done, being the best that you can possibly be. And in order to be that, we really must understand what drives us and what emotions are there. And without that, like, at times we, you know, we can work out who we are, but then we try to change who we are. And emotional intelligence isn't about changing who we are, it's owning who we are and working with that rather than against it. Mm. So emotional intelligence has been around for a long time and um, anyone that's familiar with it, Daniel Goleman was the person that kind of created or brought emotional intelligence into popularity. And he defines it with five elements, which is your self-awareness, your self-regulation, your empathy, communication or social skills and motivation. For me, I simplify it very much into what I was mentioning, which is your own it, face it, feel it, ask it and drive it.
0: Oh, and this is the five points of method, five points of methodology that Yes. We speak of.
1: Yes. I'm and avert. the reason why I do that is because when you look at Daniel Goleman's definition, self-awareness, self-regulation, empathy, you kind of already have to be emotionally intelligent to understand what that even means. Mm. You know, these aren't words that we use on a regular basis. So uh, people that were really interested in emotional intelligence could read these amazing books and listen to these podcasts and, and watch these TED Talks. And it was fascinating, but it was really hard for them to say, okay, how do I take that into everyday living? into what I do so for me it's that self-awareness is really owning who we are owning your decisions owning your values, owning your beliefs your face it is your self-awareness but that's sorry your self-regulation but that's around facing your greatest fears and limitations and what's holding you back and facing how well you control your emotions you feel it is your empathy yeah. your ask it is your communication and your drive it is your motivation yeah. so regardless
0: Regardless what's going on within us, whether it is the, the soft, fluffy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, all those parts that we feel comfortable sitting with, yes, as well as all of those sort of like our darker parts, you know. That's right. Um, yeah. It's embracing it all. It is. Yeah. And it's being aware of it all. Yes. And responding to the world or to ourselves
1: mm-hmm.
0: with that- Awareness. Integration. Yeah. And that awareness. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So how do you think, um, yeah, so why do you think it's important in the workplace to have a high EI or EI?
1: I think when it comes to the workplace, we've been focused for so long on the ability and the technical side of the workplace. We get quite caught up on making sure that people have the right technical skills to bring in, that they can do the job, that they have the ability. However, we know in the workplace, what it comes down to is not so much just what you can do, it's how and why you do it. So we all know that we've worked with people before that are technically brilliant at their jobs yet they're not very nice to work with. I'm sure listeners can relate to someone
0: (laughs) in their career.
1: So, so you know, you go through this work life and, look, we spend so much time at work and the thought of just walking into work and, you know, walk through the doors and become a different person and you put on your work mind and you put your head down and you get the job done and then you go home. We know through so much research that this is not how you get the best out of people. The most driven and passionate people in organisations make the most successful organisations. And in order for people to be passionate and driven and be at their highest level of performance, this depends on their emotional intelligence. This is where it comes in, how comfortable they were, are they at work, how confident are they, how do they actually communicate that amazing technical skill that they've got. What is the impact that they're having on the people that they're dealing with, internal or external? So I think when we look at the workplace, you know, you, if we focus solely on our products and our offering and our bottom line, they can all be replicated by all of our competitors. What our competitors cannot replicate is our people and how our people do what they do. And that is their emotional intelligence. Mm. It's the game changer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: because it would be so
0: incredibly powerful on um, workplace culture oh, as well. Culture
1: is driven by emotional intelligence. Yes. So it is very much, uh, you know, we speak about culture like it is something tangible but it's not. Culture is each and every single person that forms part of that culture. And the culture is not coming about by their technical skills or their IQ. The culture is the feeling. It's the emotion. So culture is built on the emotional intelligence. Mm. So if you have an organisation that is focused heavily on the IQ and the technical skills and very little on the EI, that's when we see that people start saying there's something wrong with the culture or the culture's lacking or I don't feel like I belong or you know we don't feel that sense of camaraderie and that is because emotional intelligence is lacking.
0: Yeah no Absolutely. I can see that. And, and it would need to come from a top down, wouldn't it? Yes. Like, you know, just sort of like that trickle down effect, whatever.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: if it's, and this is where it comes into leadership, isn't it? And performance. Yeah.
1: So when I deal with, uh, when I work with any organisations, the first thing I say to them is that if you're going to really embed emotional intelligence within your organisation, then you want to put every single person through it. not, you know, starting at your CEO all the way through to every part of your org structure. Everybody should be involved because the minute they walk in the door and we start working on emotional intelligence, job titles are irrelevant. They are left outside of the room because what we're doing is we're working on people as human beings. Interesting. It has nothing to do with a job title. It is how we are wired as a human being, how our mind works, the impact we have on other people. And that's that's not a job title. Yes. That's us as, as people. <laughs> the humanness of yes. it. Yes. absolutely,
0: absolutely. So what impact is the current environment having on our AI. Huge. There's a lot going on globally.
1: Oh, look, it breaks my heart. I I look at the moment at what's even happening within Australia and then we get outside into the Mm. world. And and look, I think that the last 18 months has been, um, I guess, a silver lining in everything that is happening is it has caused the world to stop. It has caused us all to stop and actually look at things that are truly important. And emotional intelligence has probably had a greater focus in the last 18 months than it's had for a while, because we realise everyone in the world is getting impacted by the same thing at the moment, yet every single person is reacting in a very different way. So, what it's highlighted to us is that you can have the same thing occur, whether it's on a worldwide scale or a smaller scale within a team or an organization or a family unit or a friend group. And every single person potentially could react in a different way and have different needs and be at a different level in that five-step process. You know, Are they still in the denial phase? Are they still stuck in their own head trying to own it and trying to face their greatest fears? Have they managed to get past that and start to really worry about the people around them and how they can help them? Do they know how to communicate with people that are in highly emotional situations? And how do how do we get past this? How do we accept that this is where we currently are, this is what's happening, and how do we get to that next stage? How do we live with COVID? How do we live with this new world rather than fighting against it? So emotional intelligence, I feel, has never been more important, mm-hmm. and I think it is it is what will get us through this, and it will be extremely important for every aspect to really be self-aware of who they are and know how to move on with life. Yeah,
0: yeah, because, well, I suppose, you know, just in the industry in which I work, in counselling, yeah, it, the mental health issues has been um, uh, enormous in in response to, to COVID. And so from what you were saying, you know, your, your five of you know the methodology. It's about sitting within that self-awareness about, okay, how am I responding to this um crisis? and yeah, and and that self-management of that. Yeah, and yeah, allowing those. just to move through you, you know, whatever that experience is and and owning it, as you say.
1: So important. And I think a lot of the conversations... Reaching out as
0: well if that support is needed.
1: Yeah, and I think Mm. a lot of the conversations that I'm having with people at the moment is being able to say to them, like, feel the feels. It is okay to feel this way. Don't feel like you need to wake up every morning convincing yourself that the world is great and it's positive and, you know, we're going to do this and today's going to be a great day. If you have a bad day, that's okay. Own it. Feel it. But my advice would be just don't unpack your bags and stay there. Like feel the feels and then know how to move on. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you would know coming from your background that if we try to ignore an emotion that has already occurred within us, it's like a pressure cooker. Yes. You're pushing it down and pushing it down. It's going to explode. Where if you can get to the point where you own it, you feel it, and then you go, okay, okay. What control do I have over this? This is what I can do. Then you're owning it and you're knowing how to move on rather than trying to suppress it or ignore it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, so Amy, how
1: have you found that
0: resilience plays a role in AI?
1: Resilience is huge, and I would bring resilience into that self-regulation and the ability. So we cannot be resilient until we know who we are. We, we've got to be able to own who we are and really know what, what beliefs and values are driving that in me, are driving that emotional reaction. When we head into resilience, it's all around that face it. It's all around understanding, feeling the feels, and knowing that every minute of every day, you're going to be feeling an emotion. There is no such thing as never feeling an emotion. You are feeling an emotion every second of every day. However, also understanding that there is no such thing as a bad emotion. Being resilient is being able to recognise that and knowing how to actually manage that emotional reaction. And if you're not happy with it, how to rewire that neural pathway so that when that trigger occurs, you have a different emotional response. Now, when it comes to EI, this by far is the toughest bit, the toughest out of all of the areas of emotional intelligence. So I have a lot of people that will say to me, I know who I am. I absolutely know who I am, but I just can't control it. I, I, I know I'm doing this, Amy, but I just cannot stop myself. So I think resilience is a word that, uh, probably another word that gets overused and people don't quite understand what it is, because I think resilience for everyone is very different. Sure. So instead of kind of creating this mould of what a resilient person looks like, like I must have this skills and I must love change and I must do this. And you know, that's not what resilience is about. Resilience is understanding, OK, if I use change for an example, resilience is understanding, OK, I don't love change. I actually prefer consistency. That's okay. That's the way I'm wired. So how do I work with that? How do I be resilient to know that this is what makes me tick and I know I'm about to walk into a day where there's going to be a lot of change? So how do I prepare myself with the skills to be able to work with that rather than fighting it and being, you know, in... Denial and saying to myself, oh no, I love change. I love change. I love change. Because yes. that's when your resilient component will fall down, when we are trying to be something that we are not.
0: Yes, yes. No, that's that's really yeah, that's how I also see it, Amy. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So just to finish today's session, Amy, what's the take home message in regard to emotional intelligence that you'd like our listeners to really Hold on to?
1: I would love people to dig deeper into emotional intelligence. I would love them to understand that it is not, you know, it's not some far fetched idea. It's not something that is inspiring to listen to or to read about. It's something that we are. And I would encourage the listeners to just take the time to get to know who they are and really know what makes them tick and own that don't go through your life trying to be somebody that you're not or thinking that you need to change. You don't need to change who you are. You need to change the way that you work with yourself. And when you do that, that will change the impact that you have on other people around you. You'll get to understand who they are and what makes them different and how you can come together. So emotional intelligence, I, uh, I am a little bit biased, but I truly do believe <laughs> it's the way of the future. And I'm, I'm really excited to see so many people realising that it isn't a far-fetched idea. It's actually a day-to-day living. And you know what? Every single one of us has the ability to build this and continue to grow it. So take the time to check it out.
0: Beautiful. Amy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming here today.
1: It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks, Amy.